0: Welcome to the Diary of the First Gen Journey, where we hold space for first gens to share their rich and diverse experiences. We
1: are your hosts, Angelise And Sarah, two first gens who understand that in sharing the journey, we uplift each other. Our mission is for you to gain that sense of self-discovery and freedom that you get when you release whatever is heavy on your mind onto a piece of paper
0: this diary belongs to you so let's begin with your journey Dear First Gens, welcome to the Diary of the First Gen Journey. I am one of your hosts, Angelice Cordero, and we are so excited to kickstart our podcast journey for
1: the Diary of the First Gen Journey. Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah Diaz, and I am also your co-host for Diary of the First Gen Journey. We are so excited to be able to present this much-needed podcast for you all think this is definitely a platform that, you know, we need ourselves, so we are so excited for this.
0: And we figured, since it's our first episode, we would start with our own journeys and sharing what we've been through as a way to connect with you all. So as I mentioned, I'm Angelice, and I consider myself first gen because I was born in Cuba and came to the United States when I was four years old with my mother. I grew up in Hudson County, New Jersey. I went to the public school system here, and luckily, by the grace of many wonderful teachers, I was on the path to college. That was something that was heavily reinforced in our uh, our school system. So I went to college because that was the thing that I was told to do. I had no idea what that experience would be like. I just knew I had to go to college. So I went to Drew University. I didn't realize it until I entered college that I was a quote-unquote minority and that I came from, you know, an underserved community, densely populated area. And so all of these things made the experience very interesting. I... Didn't know it at the time. And actually, when I went to college, we didn't really have a language for it. But I was a first-generation college student. And there were so many challenges that came along with that experience. Luckily, I had a community of other first-gen college students through the EOF program that I was in. And so I graduated in four years with a degree in behavioral sciences. I had no idea what I wanted to do with that. Because again, I was the first in my family in this country to go through college and earn that degree. I didn't have mentors and, you know, people in my family who worked in professions. So when I graduated, I thought I want to save the world one woman at a time. And I ended up working at a nonprofit organization in Newark, managing the Hispanic Women's Resource Center, because that felt like I would be making a great impact to immigrant women like my mother, who needed help with ESL, basic computer training, learning how to navigate the workforce here. And it was a very gratifying first job out of college, and I was making $40,000, which I thought was a lot of money at the time. But I quickly realized that wasn't it for me. And I'm an an ambitious person. I wanted more for my life. I quickly realized $40,000 wasn't going to help me build wealth. And I had all of these dreams and all of these interests, but I had not a lot of guidance. Because again, most of my friends were also first gens. We were kind of, and, and we weren't really having these candid conversations about you know, our experiences, we were just kind of, you know, the immigrant first gen way pushing through. So I stayed in that nonprofit for four years. And it wasn't until I was downsized, because the program that I managed was state funded, and we lost that funding. This was at the peak of the financial crisis, too. So I knew I was going to be out of a job. And I decided that if I was going to be unemployed, I would pursue a master's degree, because education was the tool that I knew would help me get to the next level. That's what I was taught as a first gen college student. So I used that degree in HR to pivot to corporate America. I earned that degree in one year. And as soon as I graduated, I took the first job that came my way in a financial services company. I had no idea what corporate America was like. I didn't know the first thing about finance. But I thought, I just need an in and I will figure it out. So I spent four years in that organization trying a number of different HR roles. The first, I would say the first three, I knew those roles weren't it for me because I thought I didn't get a master's to do you know, operations work. I want to do something that has more of an impact on people. And the last role in that organization was working in early talent acquisition, which I absolutely loved. Then I transitioned to another organization, and I spent six years there and held a number of different roles, too. My last role was managing leadership development programs, and I loved that. And actually, once I got that job, I felt this is it. This is the dream job. Like, I love this so much. I get to work with recent college grads and help to shape their career and coach them and the whole time prior to getting to that point, I felt very stuck and lost and like I was in this journey of figuring out what I really wanted to do from a career perspective that I thought now I can finally well when I was when I was so lost and stuck, I felt I, I wish someone was around to help provide that guidance that I didn't have for my family, for my network and I, I thought it would be, wouldn't it be great to have a coach? And when I got to that dream job, I launched Propel on Purpose Coaching, which at the time was my side business. Uh, That was almost three years ago. And so I recently uh, left corporate America after a decade in corporate HR to pursue my business full time. Propel on Purpose Coaching focuses on the first gen journey for first generation college students and professionals through one to one coaching workshops and keynote remarks. And in this, for the past, like I would say, three years, uh, or before that, I started volunteering as a way to reconcile the first JET experience. Because again, it wasn't something that was talked about when I was in college, and it certainly wasn't some, an identity that we talked about in corporate America. So, I volunteered with a nonprofit organization that focused on low income first gen college students through mentorship um, that's called America Needs You. I served there for three years, and then I found out about a wonderful organization in Hudson County, New Jersey, where I'm from called Gaia, Calle, the Cuban American Alliance for Leadership education. and in volunteer work with Gaia, I met Sarah. Uh, who's also a board member. And uh, Sarah and I, the last couple of years, have really connected on our first-gen experience uh, through Gaia, through POP. Um, she's participated in a couple of, uh, of workshops of mine. And I think we both recognized that our journeys were the same but different. So we have different first-gen. What, what defines us as first-gens is different, yet we have faced very similar challenges as a result of that first-gen identity. Right, Sarah?
1: Yes, and I think that's what's interesting and kind of keeps us still connected in a way. So I consider myself to be first-gen because I'm the first in my family to be born in the United States. Both of my parents were born in Cuba. I'm also the first person in my immediate family to obtain a bachelor's degree. And the first in my entire family to obtain a master's degree, uh, which you can probably imagine is something that was very exciting for me and very exciting for my family. Um, But it is something that I'm very proud of. So aside from that, I'm also the first in my family to transition to a career that's a little a little bit stigmatized, I would say, especially within the Latinx community. Um, There aren't as as much uh, information and resources out there, which is something that I hope to provide um, throughout this platform and many others. So stay tuned because we will definitely be having an episode dedicated to mental health. Um, But with that, I I decided to become a social worker and, and ended up graduating with my master's degree in social work. And This was something that was very important to me because I didn't realize that as a first gen, a lot of that was triggered, what was triggering my anxiety because I didn't know what resources were out there. I didn't know, I didn't have the support, you know, from anyone, although my family was very loving and supportive, they didn't know how to be able to provide me that concrete support that I needed. So I decided that I was going to become a social worker and be able to give back you know, to my community and give them that support that I needed. Um, So in struggling with my own anxiety, I I felt that that was the best way that I can support others. Um, And again, within the Latinx culture, as we know, and many other cultures, mental health is still highly stigmatized. So I think starting my career was something that was very difficult for me. Um, it was very hard to find a job once I graduated. Uh, like Angelise, I didn't have many supports out there. So I ended up settling for a job that I was not 100% in love with, but felt compelled to take because I needed, you know, to have that financial support. Um, but Even with that, I did gain amazing experience, you know, for my social work career. I was able to give back and and help the Latinx community, which is what I really wanted. I was able to support children and, and families to obtain mental health resources. And that was extremely fulfilling, right? Um, And that's something that I hope to continue to do, but maybe through a different platform like this podcast. So throughout the the year, and really once I started working with Gaia and helping out with Programming for the leadership development program, I realized that I really wanted to focus my work on helping the first-gen community. So that is really what what sparked that interest. And finally, through Gaia, I was able to get connected to those mentors that I was longing for for such a long time. And really, it was it it was them, especially you, Angelise, who gave me that push right to really find my purpose. And really figure out what I wanted to do. And and I didn't want to shy away from social work, I was very passionate about that. Um, but now I feel like I get to do it in a different way and give back to these students and really help them to be able to reach their full academic potential. Um, as we all know the pandemic has been something that's been extremely difficult On a lot of students, I give students credit. I can't imagine, you know, going to school through uh, throughout a pandemic. But we want to be there to support you along the way, so you don't feel alone and you feel like you do have that support. Um, So that's kind of my trajectory as, you know, first gen Latina um, as a social worker, and really we we hope to be able to to share our stories in different ways so that you can find a relatable and, and, and you can feel like you, you know, you're not alone. So in our next episode, we're really going to go into a little bit more, you know, about us as first gens and our particular struggles, right. Which are not uh, exclusive, right. We have many of them, many challenges, and we really talk about how we manage them, how we continue to, you know, to, to deal with it in our day-to-day lives and how important it is for us to use this platform as a way to uh, support students who or individuals who are still going through this process or through this journey, right? Um, and also along the way, we, we wanna feature organizations and nonprofits, just like GAIE, as an additional way to really provide you know, resources for our community, and the cool thing is is that every episode we will be able to share with you all a pearl or a gem of what we wish you know maybe we would have known as a student or some some kind of you know advice that we hope to to give back to students right now or to to first gen uh you know individuals so as we wrap up i think it's important to again to talk about how you know being first gen is a journey sometimes you know i think after gra- both of us with graduation we were kind of like well what What happens now, right? We thought that graduating was that final destination, but it's really not. It is part of that journey. So we we hope to be able to, you know, meet with you all and give you that, you know, that same feedback that we wish we would have gotten um, at that time as well. So thank you, everyone, for listening to our first episode. We are so excited to continue to, you know, share this journey with you. We hope that this episode gave you some insights Um, on our experiences, and hopefully you were able to relate it to yours. Um, And we hope that you're excited to hear from other first gens in our future episodes and, and be able to relate to their experiences as well. So until the next entry with unconditional love, Sarah and Angelice.